You guys enjoying this? This all of January, I really just want to talk about prayer. And I, I just got to tell you, I was sharing at fellowship the other night at Melton's. Um, I'm reading a lot of the early church and the mystics, and it is blowing my mind, guys, just how they truly knew who they were. They knew their identity. They knew they were anointed. They knew they were one with God. And, and uh, it's just awesome. So that's what I'm trying to share with you guys and, and really just have 2020 be the greatest year of your life. And so all the scriptures point to it if we look at it and we just wake up to it. So um, can we show that Inspire 100 slide real quick, bud? So here's, I made a command decision. What I want to do is, is I'm going to, instead of having separate meetings, the the one week of the month, I'll just do it as part of my normal fellowship call, the Inspire 100. And so, like, so tomorrow night we'll do um, the Inspire 100 call at 6.30 Mountain, 8.30 Eastern is just part of the normal uh, fellowship be called because I was like, you know what, I want a lot of people to hear what we're doing. And this is, I'll, I'll share a lot. So thank you for everybody that gave in December. We did a lot of stuff. And this was just one example. Some of you guys know my friends, Matt and Deanne Ward. You, go, you guys know Matt and Deanne Ward, second chapter of Acts and and he's pretty much performed and sang with every Christian artist there is. It really, you know, if you name anybody's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll call him right now. And he, you know. So um, anyway, so they turned us on to, uh, and we're still working on Burma. And really where this whole Inspire thing came is the, the idea again was uh, when this missionary friend said, hey, eight-year-old versions in Burma and Thailand are being sold for $3,000. And we were doing Inspire for single moms, families in needs, widows and orphans basically, where a lot of times the, the single mom is the modern day widow. My mom was one, right, raising seven kids and, and uh, it's always had a huge, huge impact in my heart, just what it is and so we just, uh, thank you for all you guys that give. So this is a preventative one in Thailand called um, Brianna's House of Joy and they're, t- they're actually located right out of here, their headquarters, but they have this safe house in Thailand where, uh, Orphans and these young girls that are really poor, a lot of times the sex traffickers come and they buy their girls and they lie to them and they say, hey, we're going to give you $3,000, we're going to take them to Bangkok and Thailand and different places and, and give them an education and, you know, you can just let your mind run wild what happens there. And so when I heard that, it's like a, a virgin's being sold for three grand, I, was, I said, that's just ridiculous. Because if any of you guys have had, and boys too, but it's mainly the little girls. And uh, so this, for $1,800 a year, they feed them, they, they protect them, they educate them. And now what they're doing, which I love, is they're going all the way through college. So they actually are these productive members of society that uh, are on their own when they come out of here. So we were just able to, to finish up these last two, Salome and Dadi or Dadi or I don't know where their name is. So we're, but we're working with Ryan Richard and the church network in Burma too to to figure out the best avenue where we can um, really do a lot more girls. So this is just one example of the Inspire that we did. I'll, I'll share a lot more tomorrow night with single moms and cars and rent and houses and stuff. And I just love it. You guys love that kind of stuff? It's a tangible way to show people they're loved. And, and uh, it's really awesome because a lot of times in the message, even though a lot of these people are Christians, is um, some of you guys... Uh, are here where I love to share with them just the true gospel without preaching to them. And just, in fact, really what we do is some of you guys have seen it. We go, I know you've heard this before. Um, and I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And so that we just say, you know what, no matter what, God loves you. He's going to protect you. He's going to provide for you. He's going to bless you, heal you, no matter what, just because he loves you. And you'd be shocked how many Christians have not heard that. But I tell them, hey, you, you've heard this. I'm not saying anything you don't know. So all this Inspire group is is just a little tangible way to say thank you and just a little proof that God's gonna take care of every need and bless you and favor you and love you just because he can't do anything else. And nine times out of 10, they usually go, I've never heard that, even though they grew up in the church. Isn't that wild? That's just wild to me. So you're doing an awesome thing. Thank you is what I wanna say because it's, uh, it's just fun. So you guys excited about that kind of stuff? I love it. I love it. So we'll do that tomorrow night as part of the fellowship call. All right, let's get into this. You guys good? All right. So uh, go ahead and do that next slide, Jeffrey. I sent this out. You guys think this is cool? This is Michelangelo's um, creation of Adam, which at the top picture is famous. And some of you guys heard me the other day. I, I thought I had this great revelation. I'm, I'm looking at the 
creation of Adam, and if I showed you the picture first, that top picture, there's actually two cherubim above that. There's two little angels. And I'm looking at where God is and all the angels, and, and I, I take my computer and I show Barb and I go, I swear to God, this is a brain. I'm like, sweetie, this is, like God's showing me this amazing revelation. And so I, I type in Michelangelo, uh, God in the brain, Sistine Chapel, and I realize, oh, everybody knows this. I thought God was showing to me that the Johns Hopkins, these neurologists at Johns Hopkins actually wrote a book on all the hidden symbolism in Michelangelo's patency in the Sistine Chapel, where he didn't agree with a lot of the things that the church was teaching at the time, so he was, but the church was paying him to pay, to paint all the frescoes. So he hid a lot of these messages in there, and the neurologists were going, if you look at that bottom picture, they go, it is the anatomically perfect brain, and they go through all these things. If you see the top picture, it's pretty wild, where God and all the angels, and you see the distinct line from heaven to earth, don't you? Where he's creating Adam. And so here's, as I, then I was reading a little bit about Michelangelo, and even his name is pretty cool, the messenger of God, Michelangelo. So, um, so he believed that creation is between the cherubim in the mind of man. And he says this, he goes, the intuitive mind where all creation starts is in the mind of man. And uh, he said, the intuitiveness of God, we would call it the Holy Spirit, our heart, or subconscious. He says, I close my eyes, and God shows me exactly what the human body looks like. Is that cool? And so you can see the distinct where there's the spirit realm, and then that's all in the earthly realm. So you can see Adam there with the earth, and it's green, and everything else, and all the angels and God are in the brain. Isn't that wild? where the divinity of man. And I believe this is exactly what in, if we look at scriptures now and all the revelation I've been trying to share with you, how the early church interpreted scripture that we're the tabernacle and he's gonna meet us within the secret place of the most high, which is between the cherubim and all the Old Testament types and shadows really point to you and I, which is God's greatest creation, the glory of God. Isn't that cool? And so I just think that's awesome when you look at and there's other pictures in there too, like even the separation from light to darkness you'll find if you go mess around like I like to do, that uh, God's kind of with his neck up like this and there's a perfect brain with a brain stem down God's neck and the separation of light and darkness was between the mind of men is really what he, why, what he was trying to portray and paint there. So I just think this is cool, but I think this is exactly what Jesus was saying in the Lord's Prayer. And so where he says, what happens in heaven, well, you guys all know the Lord's Prayer, right? Our Father would art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, heaven was the spiritual realm. It, it was where God is. Now, think about this. Our, our Father who art in heaven, what do most of you think, where's heaven, how we were taught? It's up there, right? So mentally... Bill, we were just even talking about this, is normally when we pray, we, we catch ourselves looking up somewhere, right? And going, our, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And then he says, uh, I've given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What is bound on earth, the earthly realm, is what, if you look at it in Greek, it says, it's what's being bound in heaven. And what's loosed or allowed on earth is what's being loosed in heaven. And so when he says, our Father who art in heaven, what, what you do in heaven, what the spirit realm is what's due on earth. So I'm getting somewhere with all this. So where's heaven? So you don't have to answer me yet. But think about all the concepts that you thought about God. Um, do we believe he's God Almighty? I think most of us do, right? We were taught that. Um, were you taught that he can do miracles? Were you taught that, oh, I can't go there, um, I want to so badly, but some of you guys aren't quite there yet. <laughs> oh, thank you, Father. So, oh, the early church was there. It's just fascinating. So give me some other concepts you, you believed about God, or still do. All things are possible, right? Um, omnipresent, omniscient, knows everything, right? All the omnis, omnipresent, omniscient, uh, you get the point, right? God's God. 
God is big. He can do anything. He's infinite. He's all these awesome things that we have this concept of God. And then he goes, in the day I send my spirit, you're gonna realize that I'm in you, you're in me, and we're one. So all those concepts of God, what is your concept of yourself? This mystery that's been hidden for ages but is now revealed, the anointed one, the Messiah is within you, and he's one with you. That's trippy, isn't it? All things are possible to God. We take that, don't we? And then he says, if you can believe, all things are possible. Well, if we're one, what's the issue? Can we believe? That's it. So really all prayer is about believing, and it's, it's, most of you have been taught this difficult way to believe, and science is just showing that believing is actually simple. We're, we're naturally wired to have faith. We're, most of us have just never been taught it. So that's my, my, my desire is to teach you how simple this is so your life just starts to explode. You guys okay with that? Because it's happening all over right now. People, <laughs> people are challenging me a little bit. They're going, if we can do anything, then what about this? And, and, and honestly, my mind sometimes goes, wait a minute, Mike. Who are you to say because my mind wants to slip there. I'm going, never seen that, but I'm seeing stuff now that is kind of blowing my mind. So the anointed one is one with you. How's that? That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yes. So anyway, let's, let's just, let, so this kind of fits what I wanted to share with you. So he, all these things where he says, uh, we can go to that next slide, Jeff. Um, and I just want to summarize, then I want to get into some of the scripture it says. So in his presence is fullness of joy. Doesn't he say that? In his presence is fullness of joy. We've all read that, haven't we? When you look at most Christians, they look like they're full of joy? (laughs) No, no, especially when they pray. So when they pray, they're usually like not looking joyful at all. So maybe they're not in his presence. Maybe they're not abiding where he abides. Now I understand that he's in and through and and holds everything together. So he's in every atom of the universe. I get that. But where you really meet him face to face is where? In the secret place, within, right? So if we're not full of joy, that means we're out here somewhere with our physical senses. Does that make sense to you guys? Because in his presence is fullness of joy. So if we're within, then, then we should be full of joy almost all the time. And then he tells us, ask you shall receive so that your joy may be full. Doesn't that sound wonderful? That sounds like we should be full of joy, isn't it? Now, I don't, I'm not full of joy all the time. I catch myself, but I'm, I'm really trying to be conscious of, wait a minute, if I'm not full of joy, that means my mind is thinking something I don't want, and I'm out here with my senses versus within, abiding between the secret place of the Most High, which is internal, where he says the kingdom is within. Anybody have issue with anything I've said so far? It all, it all kind of makes sense, doesn't it? All right, so science, quantum physics has been confirming the message of Jesus. I love science because for me, being it from a science background, it actually helps me have faith. I go, oh, because science means that if it's true science, not this, uh, oh, I, I'm going to get myself, no, I can't. Yeah, 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 come on, man. Like somehow if I have a plastic straw that my earth is warming, I just, I, sorry, man. Um, I just saw my friends Kurt and Katie live up in, in Kalispell where Glacier National Park is. You just see they just had to change all the signs because <laughs> they said all the glaciers are going to be melted by 2020. So, <laughs> oh, Lordy. So, sorry. If you, hey, I, I just think it's totally fear-based. I think it's silly. In, in fact, when I got here, I was an environmental engineer in the Air Force, and at that time we were having a drought, and they were going, and I loved the old guys because they were starting to get into this fear and they're like, oh my God, Phoenix has taken all of our water and da, 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 the next real battle is water rights and all this kind of stuff and, and we're in a, we don't have any water and, and this, this old engineer leans over to me and he goes, Mike, we have enough reserve for 50 years of growth. It's just all a scare tactic. And then the next year we had this huge storm and we were worried about having too much water. <laughs> in fact, so anyway, hey, if you want to believe in it, great, but it can do nothing but get you scared, right? I just believe, like, no, it's within. It. No, even, it, no. So anyway, true science is I have this theory, I have this premise, 
and then we test it. And if it works, then that means I can duplicate it over and over and over and over and over, right? That's what I love about uh, um, Joe Dispenza and all these neurologists because they're duplicating it over and over and over and over. They, they really are. In his book, Becoming Supernatural, you don't have to go get it if you don't want because I'm trying to just make it simple for you because his audience is, is for more people like, like, like to geek out on it, so the science. And, but I love the fact that, guess what? Uh, we don't care what it is. If it's a, if it's a stage four cancer, etc. it's not that big a deal. The same healing, do you worry about when you cut your finger, do you even, and you, and you cut it, you put a band-aid on it, do you even have any concept that that's not going to heal? You don't even worry about it, do you? It's the same healing power in your finger as it is for any other thing, right? You shouldn't even worry about it. It's not even a, it's not even a deal. So anyway, the, our fa- the union with the Father, the kingdom within, the secret place of the Most High between the cherubim contain riches beyond their wildest dreams. So here's what I'm trying to uh, get across to you. Most religion is, is what you must do to somehow get God to divvy out his favors to you, isn't it? And if we just hit it quite right and, and uh, did this right and served God and, and did all these things, then somehow it happened. But we can't explain it again right? And then we call it a miracle, which the science is showing is like, no, you do these things, it works every time, which I love because that gives me assurance. Does that give anybody else assurance? It's not this thing that we have to, uh, well, what happened? I don't know. Let's, so I think a lot of times people are doing something and then they catch a glimpse of God and this miraculous thing happens in their life, so they try to duplicate what they were doing, not realizing it was really just light within where they caught something. Because that's where all prayer is, I'm telling you. All prayer has to do with your heart. If, if we really understand it. So what I'm trying to share, you don't have to, religion is I have to struggle, strive, strain, somehow do all, jump through all these hoops, but I think it's silly to, to really strive and struggle for what's already been freely given to you as an inheritance, as a son and daughter of Abraham, right? And that was the whole, that was the whole Jesus's message where he says, this woman's been bowed down for 18 years, ought not this daughter of Abraham receive wholeness, Right? Because she's a daughter of Abraham. And we, I know I've talked to a lot of you guys about that. So the Abrahamic covenant was, I'm going to be the father of all nations. And, it, and there was no blood given. There was nothing, right? And he says, the law, even though it was given later, did not annul the father, the, the Abrahamic covenant, did it? Well, maybe you guys don't know that, but it's in your book. So, um, and that's basically what it says is, hey, that, the law never superseded that covenant, that I'm going to be the father of all nations, right? And so you need to know that uh, you freely receive any result you desire in 2020. This is what I'm after, guys. Is, and the, these mystics, I'm telling you, are rocking my world, and I'm getting so excited about it. So once you understand it, I just believe it changes everything in your life. So the things you used to struggle for, to strive for, to once you understand how to change your heart, which is where everything happens, the stuff you used to struggle for, it comes almost effortlessly. It's almost miraculous. It's really we would call miraculous, but then it's not miraculous anymore because I know what to do to receive any result in my life. Got it? So you guys want to learn how to do this stuff? All right, so let's go, let's go to the next slide. I want to show you that I think everything's, uh, everything's pointing to you and I, who we are. And so I, I was just looking up this. I shared this at House Fellowship the other night. So Genesis 3.24, we have this idea that God's mad and angry and throwing Adam and Eve out of the, the garden. Don't we have that? But I think it's all, it's all through the lens how you look at it. Because it says if your light or revelation of what you see is darkness, then your view is going to be really dark, right? And so let's just look at this, how the early church interpreted a lot of this. So he drove out the man and he placed uh, that word, it's, I think King James says stationed, but he placed, which just really means to abide or dwell. Where have we heard this before? If you abide in the secret place of the Most High, right? So that word is he, he placed or abided or dwell at the east end of the garden of Eden. Now, if we look at the, the parable of parables, what is the garden? It's our heart, right? The earth, the heart, the soil is our heart. So the garden of Eden, Eden literally means luxury, dainty, pleasure. It's uh, be, to be treated like a bride, right? To take your, your, your date on this amazing date and, and spoil her like the bride she is. So he placed cherubims, and a flaming sword which turns every way. Oh, that flame too, man. I got to teach on that sometime. But I don't have time tonight. That's the hardest part is I've got all this stuff like 
flooding in right now going, how do I boil this down into a short little thing? Because there's so much good news, guys. But it's all the same. You don't have to know all of it. It really is. When your heart and your head, the secret place of the Most High, line up, nothing is impossible to you. You can receive anything you want this year. Anything. Isn't that cool? So, which turned every way to keep. And that word keep is to guard, to keep, to have charge of or protect the way or the pathway to the tree of life. And life is this Chachayim God, the living one, the fountain of life, right? So if we take a look at that word keep, it's, it's shamar. It's Hebrew reads from right to left. So it's shin mem resh. And shin, the kind of like the W there, is the picture of it is his teeth. And it means to consume or destroy. Mem is, if you look at a picture, it's these waves. It's the, the waves of a chaotic sea. And the early church believed that that's where all death is. And that's where the dragon comes out of, is out of the chaos of the sea. And that's why the symbolism, when, when they're going across the lake, because all, all, all early religion at that time believed that's where death happens. When you, go down, when you go in the sea and you don't come back, we don't know what happens to you. That's where death happens. And all chaos is underneath that sea. We don't really know what's down there. And it's really scary, and the dragons come out of the sea. So when they wanted to get to the other side of the lake, Jesus is doing what? Resting, laying down. And what does he come out and do to the sea? Calms it. See, all other religion has a good versus evil where the good has to conquer the dragon out of the chaotic sea. And there was this epic struggle always. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes out and he goes, peace, be still. So to them, that meant something really radical. Like, and he even says it in the scriptures where it says, who is this guy that can even calm the chaos of the sea? This has to be God. There's so much more than, that meets the eye in the scripture. So anyway, Mem was the chaos of the sea, and Resh is the man's head. If you look at the back of a man's head. So the way to guard the way to the tree of life is to dwell between the cherubims, right? Dwell between, so I'm, I'm guarding and protecting the way so you experience the living one, the fountain of life, and you experience God himself. And he says, to keep, which is shamar, Consume any chaos within your head. Don't let anything bypass this because whatever you plant in your heart must return. Is that cool? So he gave us this divine mind where we can accept or reject whatever we want. When he says, hey, choose life. I've set before you life and death. That means we can choose, does it not? That's our protection. That's what he's trying to say here. He says, you don't have to accept what you see with the natural man, with the fallen man, with the diablos. Is you can choose, and it's critical that you consume any chaos within your mind. Don't let anything bypass your mind. Don't let you think on anything negative because if you do it for a long enough time and you meditate on it, it goes into your heart and your heart absolutely has to return. That's why it says to guard the way to the tree of Eden. Is that cool? I could go on and on about this, but really it's all science is saying. They go, true prayer is the head and the heart. Anything, your head is the conscious part where we get to choose. Hey, I, I want to accept this. I want to have this. I want to do this. I want to do all that. I, I'd like to have this. I don't want to do this. And if you meditate on it long enough with emotion, it goes into your heart. No matter if it's good or bad, your heart will return. Now, this is what's cool as I'm reading the early church too, is they're going, <clears throat> uh, the head is the father or the husband. And the wife is submissive. So the, the father, the, the husband plants the seed. So when we have a thought, it's the seed. So when the husband plants a seed, no matter if it's good or bad, the submissive wife, our heart, has to return it. That's how the early church tar- interpreted those scriptures. Isn't that different? That's way different than get your act together, honey, you spirit of Jezebel. So very different, isn't it? <laughs> Where you submissive thing. So... Sorry, ladies, you got abused for a lot of years. So, and I'm going, that's actually beautiful that we plant the seed and our heart returns it all by itself. The submissive wife, which, which is our subconscious or our heart. Isn't that cool? I think that's cool. Anyway, nobody else gets excited about that? I love that because I go, when, I, when that's the whole parable too, he says, listen, the earth, which is your heart, it's the way to the Garden of Eden, so guard it. Guard your hearts and minds with what? All diligence because out of it are the springs of life. What you're going to experience in life is what you've been taught. Right? So if you see something going wrong in your life, what do you do? Guard your heart. Don't let anything, don't let any thought bypass 
because whatever thought gets into here will produce in your life, good or bad. Cool? All right, I just, let's go on. I just want to show you. I was looking at all the success guys and everything, so I just want to share some of you. The first one's from Carolyn Leaf, and she says, uh, we are not bound by the physical world. Most people allow the physical world to happen to them, don't they? And then they beg a distant God to somehow change it, not realizing that what they believe in their heart is actually why they're experiencing this. So she says, we're not bound by the physical world. We can, now, we've, I think in Christianity, most of us speak like that. The spirit controls the physical, but they don't believe it. They don't believe it. So we control the physical. She's a neuro, neuro, or neuroscientist, by the way, Christian neuroscientist. Research this, and I've shared this with you before, but I think this is really powerful. Researchers found that HIV-positive patients who had positive thoughts and feelings, so the thoughts are where? The images in your mind, right? And the feelings are the emotions of the heart and the body. And so had 300,000 times more resistance to disease that, than those with positive feelings alone. <clears throat> or positive thoughts, I think it's supposed to say. Darn it, I think I missed, mis, uh, I think it was positive thought. The point is, if you get your heart and your, your head and your heart together, it was 300,000 more times than just your head, I think, is how it was. Or the heart, it doesn't matter, but it's the coherence, is when your heart and your mind agree. The main point is that mind controls matter. Do you truly believe this? If you do, I do too. If you do, then we don't get tweaked about stuff anymore because we know we can change it, right? So, now think about this. I think these numbers just fly by us. So, just to get... 300,000 times more is a big thought, isn't it? This is how I found how most people respond. I go, what's 300,000 times your income? That's the difference here. (laughs) Most people respond to that. They're like, oh, I can, uh, that's, now I've given them context where they can understand this, right? So think about this, is uh, 300,000 times more resistant to it if they control what they think and feel. Isn't that interesting? That's a big number, isn't it? That's a big number. So, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, some of you guys know him. Most of our challenges come from wrong programming. If you have a program in your heart that doesn't support what you desire, you try to achieve it with your willpower. A lot of you guys might be trying to do that. I'm going to change this this year, and I'm going to get in shape and do all this stuff. There's a better way. Your subconscious will always win, leaving you frustrated. Meaning that if you're trying to do it on willpower, and most people do it like this, they go, I'm going to get up and, and I've done this in way long time ago, not recently when I was pretty religious yet. I'm going to get up and read my Bible and pray an hour a day. After about the second day, I'm like, this is just stupid. Who thought of this? So just because I'm like, I enjoy sleep too much. So you're going to get frustrated because unless you change this, it's still going to, and hey, if you want to, uh, you're only, let's say you're, you're committed in your job and you need to do this much sales or you need to do this much, you will literally, I don't care how hard you work, you can work your fingers to the bone, you'll only go to the level your heart will allow you to go, no matter what you do. So <clears throat> the subconscious will always win, leaving you frustrated, I meaning what you truly believe within is going to always win. So the subconscious can be reprogrammed. We would call this meditation. The subconscious can be reprogrammed by repeatedly visualizing your desired outcome and feeling the emotions if it's already done. Once the subconscious is reprogrammed, the desired goal comes almost effortlessly. How many of you guys want to, whether it's more income, whether it's divine health, whether it's uh, lose weight, how many of you guys want it to be almost effortless? Hallelujah, right? It's, it's silly to go struggle for what's freely given to us as our inheritance, I've experienced this in so many ways. Now it's fun to just, and people are now catching this all over. That's why it's so much fun. So we'll go to the next slide. I just, I could do, I could do a thousand of these quotes. So most people are totally unaware of the creative power of imagination within. We would call that the kingdom within. The creative power of imagination, where do you image things? Where do you have uh, pictures? In your head, between the cherubim, right? So they're, they're most are unaware of the creative power of imagination within the within and bow before the dictative facts, meaning their senses tell you this. Um, I hear from a lot of you guys on, on uh, when you email me, you go, but the reality is this. You're not dwelling within the secret place of the Most High. You're, you're letting facts dictate, right? If you, if you 
have, if you're dwelling within the cherubim and you're picturing what you desire, you're going to be full of joy. It has to be. It can be no other way. So, the facts and accept life and what they perceive with their senses. When you discover the creative power within, I love this next quote, you will boldly assert the supremacy of the kingdom within, I'll call it, some of you guys, the imagination, and put all things in subjection to it. Neville. Bob Proctor, some of you guys know him. The conscious mind can choose or reject any idea. The subconscious mind must accept what you feed it. That's the submissive wife. That's the subconscious. That's the heart. God has created you in his image. You have phenomenal power and ability. Once you imagine something that's happening and get your emotions involved, it actually starts to happen. I kept this one in red letters for all you guys. I, because <laughs> you know it's not Jesus' words unless it's in red. So I was taught. <laughs> <laughs> when I got my Bible, my King James, it's even red letters. I remember my aunt telling me that. So for all you guys, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Jesus. That's through Mark. Isn't everybody saying the exact same thing? They're all saying the exact same thing. In fact, Jim, I, I'm going to read your, this, this testimony. So I'm just going to read part of it. So, he, so I shared a little bit last week, but... Um, He's in a business group with Dean Graziosi and, and uh, uh, Tony Robbins. And so they were on this call. And as, as businesses typically do, they try add to the seed. They try add to the omnipotence of the heart, right? They go, oh, we got a plan and do all these things and do all that and, do, and we need this much capital and we need this business plan and that, 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 that and all these different things. And, uh, and Jim, if I'm getting this wrong, interrupt. But then Dean stops and he goes, Stop. You don't need anything but the imagination. All the capital, anything you're ever going to need, if it's actually required, will come to you. Isn't that basically what he said? He said it's an inside job. Yeah. And he stopped everybody. He said, stop going down that road, right? It's an inside job. Everything you're ever going to need comes from within. It's the resourcefulness with his inside. He said, God put that in you? Yeah, isn't that awesome? Get you thrown out of church, but... It works, doesn't it? And so his friend, um, I'm not going to share all the testimony, just, just out of privacy, I think it's fair. But he says this, he says, it's amazing and scary how we literally create results that we are constantly thinking about, whether they're good or bad. Doesn't that sound like guard your heart with all diligence because out of it are the, issue, the boundaries of life, right? I've set before you life and death. Choose life because if you choose death, meaning if you're thinking on the wrong things, you're going to experience it. If you're thinking on the right things, you'll experience it because the earth brings forth its fruit. If you plant good, you're going to get good. If you plant bad, you get bad, right? That's the, as Jesus in all the parables, he's saying, listen, consider the mustard seed. The mustard seed knew exactly what it was supposed to create. What was it supposed to create? A mustard tree. Don't you get it? Now, we've tried to make it into everything but that, but... That's what he's trying to tell you. He's like, look at this goofy mustard seed. It didn't turn into an eggplant, right? It turned into this massive tree all by itself. That, that's why I, lo I, I love that one with, with uh, the non-God believers. I'm like, none of you can figure that out. None of you can figure that out. You can take all the money in the world, all the, the, the top scientists in the world, they go, how does the apple seed know how to make a tree? And where does all that mass come from? And he goes, if you understand that, you'll understand the kingdom. You don't have to know how it's going to work. You just have to plant the seed, and it'll bring forth its fruit all by itself. That's basically what Dean was saying, right? It's an inside job. It's within. It's the idea. So if you have an idea of business, it'll come to you. The people, places, things, everything you ever need is already implanted in the seed. I've got personal experiences out the wazoo. So anyway, so here's what he's saying. It's amazing and scary how we literally create the results we're constantly thinking about, whether good or bad. Essentially what I've discovered is that our thoughts do create our results in our life. Earlier this year in July of 2019, I was crazy enough to create a belief about something impossible, right? And I was crazy enough to say it out loud. I was scared to think it. I knew it was crazy. I was even more afraid to say it out loud, even though no one else could hear it. So I choose to believe something impossible and crazy on purpose because he's testing this. Because deep down inside, I knew that believing in something impossible would be the only way I would have the slightest chance of it coming true. After I chose to say it out loud and believe it, ironically, my brain was still tell telling me there's zero possibility of what he wanted, okay? 
So, so what's he have to do? He's got to convince his own heart that it's real, right? Fast forward five months later, I've proved to myself and to the world that we, act- that we actually do have the God-given ability to create any result we want. <clears throat> so what's the exact result you want to create? That's my question to you guys. That's, that was Jesus' question too. He's like, what do you want? What do you want? It's, is it more money, better relationships, better health, more happiness? What if you believed right now in this very moment you could create any result you wanted in your life? Wouldn't that get you excited? It gets me excited to even up here. Which, were, which result would you choose to create? I've set before you life and death. Once you realize it is not a struggle, it's simply a choice, the world starts to open up, guys. What would you have to start thinking about right now? What impossible belief would you have to say out loud? And then he, he, he shares some things that in the physical, it didn't look like it. R- true prayer is, is really going within and ignoring all this stuff out here. I think, I think where the word of faith and everything kind of mixed it up, it's like the facts don't count and your feelings don't count. I'm like, the feeling is the prayer. It's because it's, it's if, if we don't get the feeling, science has shown it won't even pass your brainstem. It won't even go into your heart. So if you're just praying from your head, you got nothing, which is, I see most Christianity. And that's why Jesus says, hey, don't go out there with vain repetition and just mumble a bunch of words. He goes, do this, go within, go into your prayer closet and what you do within, exactly what Dean Graziosi is saying, the whole world's gonna see without, right? So he's saying prayer is not a bunch of words, guys. What is it? It's seeing and feeling as if it's real and it empties into our heart and the earth will bring forth its fruit. So the amazing news is that if we can really create any result we want with our God-given mind, then it's never too late to still make the impossible happen, regardless of past circumstance or any of the story you've told yourself. Believe something, believing something is easy when you have all the evidence of the world around you uh, for its manifestation. The true victory in becoming that higher version of you lies in choosing to believe something impossible when you have zero physical evidence for its attainment. Let's see, is that the part I wanted to share with you? Main part was, he's trying to convince himself that the only way I'm gonna really believe this, that we will create anything we, we hold within the cherubim, is to do something that I know I can't do in myself. That's basically what he's saying, right? And once I, once I proved to myself that if I just held this visual of what I thought was impossible here and it comes to pass, I got it. That's basically what he did. That's what I'm trying to get you to do. If you truly could have right now anything you desired, how would it make you feel and what would you be thinking? Be excited, exactly right. Fullness of joy, right? Not worried about how it's gonna happen. This is the key. It's, it's, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe you have received it. That's that aorist tense. It's already happened to me. Then you'll have it. So if you already have it, how excited are you? Most of you haven't convinced yourself that your imagination is divine. That's the problem. You haven't convinced yourself that what you do between the secret place of the most high is more real and will change anything you see out here. Most of you guys pray in your head for a little bit and then go, I've been doing this for two months. It's not working. Where is it? Right? How come this isn't working? Have you felt as if it's already real? Okay. I'm just, I'm not trying to pick on anybody with that. As we've really started this prayer thing, I, this, is the, this is normally what I get. I've been doing this too for, for two months. Where is it? They're, most of them are doing prayer. They're, they're vain repetitions. You know, whether it's tongues or... or uh, um, if I can just be honest, when I watch most of you guys pray, it's like, please, Lord. Like you're begging him. Like, no, 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 it's within, guys. It doesn't even have to be words. In fact, a lot of times it's better. It's not words. It's just repeating the same thing over and over and over in your heart until you actually feel it start to come real. Once the emotion's there, it goes into your heart and it has to, it, it cannot fail. It has to come to pass. Is that, is that what, like, you get it? So if, you, if you're meditating on what would it feel like if I already have it right now? You wouldn't be asking where it is because you're living in it, you're swimming in it, your heart is now convinced you have it. Does that help you guys? And if you start wavering, go back and dwell in the secret place most high. When you pray, believe you have received it. And here's another one that'll help you. It's just John 16, 24. It's one of my favorites. Ask, you shall receive so your joy may be full. I shared that earlier. So if we just meditated on that, I think you'd get it. If you require anything, 
receive what's already yours. That's, what, that's that word to ask. Lay hold of lambano. Lam, lamba, receive what's already yours. You're already a joint heir of Jesus Christ. Every result, every crazy idea, every magnificent dream he's already given you. There's no struggle, there's no strain. The willpower comes in blocking my five senses out and going and abiding within. If you use your willpower for that versus trying to figure out how it's gonna come, work harder, do this, do that, it'll, it'll rock your world how it comes. Right? That's what he's saying. I chose something impossible to see if this is really real. Because Dean Graziosi is telling me this stuff and he's a business guy. This can't be real. And he's telling them, no, the kingdom of God's within. It's an inside job. It's not outside. You can't make enough sales calls, do all this stuff. It has to go in here, right? And then, then once you get it here, you don't even have to do the sales calls. In fact, uh, one of my friends just shared with me this testimony. I'm not going to tell you where he is because some of you guys would know him. But he goes, Mike, he goes, he's a business guy. And he goes, I haven't had to go look for work for a year. Everything comes to me. And he goes, where I used to make 5,000 on these deals, I now make 50,000 per deal. All he did was change this, is what he told me. That's a good return, isn't it? If we get that up to 300,000 times, you'll really get excited. <laughs> I'm just having fun with this. I'm, some of you guys at the fellowship, so I'm experimenting with some of you guys I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's working. That's what's so exciting. So I'm like, I got to prove to this myself some of this crazy stuff the early church was teaching. But uh, so I'm, I'm, so if you, I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. So if I'm going, I've never met you, right? That means I'm going to try something awesome on you. So, and what's beautiful, it doesn't matter how far we stretch, they get it. Because I'm stretching myself too, kind of what he was doing, going, man, what are the limits on this? Are there limits? No. All things are possible. Do we really believe it? I know I don't. I mean, if I'm honest, I'm trying to stretch myself to get there, right? Now, we're doing some pretty cool stuff right now where people are receiving houses with nothing, right? My daughter's manifesting something ridiculous right now, which is just fun. No struggle, no strain, no nothing. Just every night, Thank you, Father, I have this. Seeing her desires if it's already real. And it's rocking her. So anyway, I'm excited. You guys getting this? All right, let's, let's, get, let's finish this up. All right. So, all right. Your heart will bring forth all by itself to receive any result you desire. That's what all of this is pointing to, isn't it? The secret place of the Most High. Where you're going to meet God is to dwell there. I'm going to be between the cherubim, right? And as we know, the cherubim were always, in the Old Testament, the cherubim were always where? Ark of the Covenant, Right? Or as we just saw, the east end of the garden, uh, the protector of the garden of Eden, which is our heart, is the cherubim, right? And so, but in the tabernacle and uh, uh, the tabernacle in the wilderness, etc., they said God's presence is between the cherubim. And then the amazing revelation, revelation of the new covenant, because the old covenant's types and shadows, God concealed, glimpses what we still three, see through a shadow, but now in the New Testament, he's spoken to us through his son himself and corrected a lot of the Old Testament, actually. So it says this amazing thing is all those types and shadows, all those pictures is a picture of what? You and I, you're the temple. And Jesus was saying that, if you destroy this temple, I'll raise it in three days, Amen. And they're going, wait a minute, Solomon's temple? That took years and centuries, like all this stuff to build. And then they realized he was talking about himself. Because God doesn't dwell in buildings, tabernacles made by men. He dwells in skin temples. <laughs> that's, what it, that's the tabernacle of David. Tents of skin is where the magnificence, the splendor heaven is. Heaven's within, Right? The creator of the universe that does these crazy light years. Oh, yeah, you're one with that. Come on, guys. Let's stretch, right? Let's stretch our minds a little bit. So your heart will bring forth all by itself to receive any result you desire. So what do you want? What do you want? I really want you to start just... I, I love the fact I'm watching my kids now because this is the beginning of the year, and we did this a year ago. And so they, they're out with their journals again with magazines and stuff and I'm like that warms my heart it really does and going because if I could teach you anything I want you to to know that 
You don't need anything but that. You don't need capital. You don't need anything. It'll, the earth will bring forth its fruit. If you need capital, it'll show up. If you don't, it won't. You won't need it, right? You know not how. You don't have to figure this thing out. Everything will fall into place. It's so wild, guys. So what if you, as we shared last week, what if you want a house but don't have the income? No problem. All things are possible. As I shared with you, all they did was, thank you, Father. It feels so, as they're going to sleep. Now, here's science is showing the same thing. As you wake up and you go to sleep, you go, you don't have to know all this. I'm just trying to share you what, how scripture talks about it. When David says, I've meditated on the night watch, over and over, he would roll over a thought on the night watch. And science has just shown that right when you're waking up in this drowsy state and right when you're going to bed, your brain goes through this thing called theta where literally you bypass your, your head. So your head is not thinking, I don't have any money. How am I gonna get a house on 35 acres? And they have money. It's just, they were like, you know what? We're gonna receive something. That's pretty cool, isn't it? No income, no nothing. I don't have to put any money down. I'm gonna receive this house on 35 acres. That's pretty cool, isn't it? So what, does anybody want to do that? You can do it. So all they did, when you go through that theta, it bypasses the natural mind and goes directly into their heart. It, it's just, it's like the hypnotic state is really what it is. So if you can do this as you're first waking up and going to bed, all they did is as they're falling asleep, it feels so wonderful that wonderful things happen to me all the time. And they would, it feels so wonderful to have this house. It feels so wonderful to have this house. And they would picture the house with, with a view of the mountains from their bedroom and the office. And they went to sleep. No struggle, no strain. And doesn't it say that? You go to sleep, and the earth will bring forth fruit of itself. We know not how, but first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn. But you will receive the harvest of whatever you plant there. Is that cool? What if you want, uh, uh, how many of you guys want divine health? Stop praying to get healed. Stop begging God to heal your body. Stop all that kind of stuff. Stop. Uh, oh, I, I shared this on the, the fellowship, but I'm, I'm going to read this again. Barb showed me this the other night. She was like, this is it, the dualism. Um, so this was Dr. Murphy. There's so much in this, guys. There's only one source of sickness and health. Where is it? It's within, right? There's not dueling causes. There's not this versus that. There's only one. And so here's what, here's what uh, recently I talked to a woman who was being treated with ultrasonic therapy and aspirin for arthritis. She had been praying, but she said, every time I begin to think of health, harmony, peace, the thoughts of incurability, pain, and deformity fill my mind and I can't think of health. Quote, the reason for this was that since infancy, she had been conditioned to believe in the incurability of many diseases. And since she believed the arthritis is crippling and cannot be healed, she seemed to lack the capacity to deliberately, incisively, and decisively choose health, harmony, and wholeness. She was able to neutralize this attitude after, after my following instructions. I explained to her that the first thing she had to do was disabuse her mind of belief in two powers, one that caused sickness and another determining the degree of health. We can do this in a zillion ways. Um, I just tell you that we didn't have any sickness in our family because we were too poor, so we never talked about it. I mean that. My mom didn't have the money to take us to a doctor, so you better not go. I didn't know people were sick until I met my sister-in-law, honestly. I was like, oh, really? Even if you have a little fever, my mom's kicking me out the butt and out the door and going to school because we didn't have a babysitter. So I never had a sick day. So you just learn, like, it, well, I can either be miserable at school, I can choose miserableness, or I can choose, well, let's get over this thing in a hurry because I'm still going to go to school. <laughs> I swear to God, that's how it worked. We just didn't, we didn't have a choice. And I met my sister-in-law, and my grandparents are dairy farmers, and she goes, I'm allergic to cats and milk. To a dairy farm kid, that's a square peg in a round hole. I, I remember being so confused by that fact, honestly. Like, what, what's allergy, for one, and... What do you mean you can't drink milk or be around a cat? That was foreign to me. So I didn't have to guard anything in my heart or head because that was foreign to me. I never knew anything like that, right? You get it? So my source of health was within. It was not anything other than that. There was no, if you eat this, you're gonna catch this. None of that, because that's dualism. 
Follow me? Guard your heart with all, you can choose life. Start, go, I'm gonna choose life and I'm only gonna choose life, right? Period. I explained to her that the first thing she had to do was disabuse her mind of belief in two powers, one that causes sickness, the other determining the degree of health. She actually believed in these two powers and failed to perceive the simple truth that the cause of all sickness, all poverty, all misery, all suffering is the prevalent belief in them which causes the mind to be double-minded and unstable in all its ways. She decided to get back to the beam, so to speak, and bring her mental field of vision into focus. She affirmed boldly, I believe once and for all there's but one love of God, which is wholeness, beauty, perfection. I know and believe the greatest secret in life is to know and be believe in the one power, which is infinitely good and perfect. I consciously claim that the healing love of this power, which created me, is now dissolving all deposits in my body, which do not belong there. I am the temple of the living God, and I glorify my God in in my body. And everything went away as she meditated on that. Is that cool? The belief in the two powers is there's something that's causing my sickness versus me. There's something that's causing my poverty except for me. There's something that's causing my, my marital struggles except for me, right? And unfortunately, a lot of the Christian teachings emphasize that. You can, go to, you can go to love and respect forever and your marriage can still suck. Because it's all willpower. I, I, I promise I'm gonna do this. Guys, if you start seeing your spouse as this beautiful, amazing, thank you, Father, I'm so grateful for this amazing spouse. I'm so grateful for this. When that gets planted in your heart, your heart has to bring it forth and everything has to change. It's that simple. You guys get it? Because I know most of the time, and I was guilty of it too, the first time I went to a marriage council, well, she's doing this, they're doing that. I wish he would have just said, stop, you're doing it to yourself. You're doing it to yourself because you can't think something about something else that's not also producing in your own heart, right? Do unto others as you do unto yourself. You know why? Because that is yourself. We're all one. We're one body, one spirit. We're all part of the same body. You guys get it? So when you start going, when you, how many of you guys want an amazing marriage? I do. <laughs> Maybe you don't. So uh, I do. And when we stopped all the nonsense, and we know, because I've been, Barbara and I have been through hell and back, and we, it's better to choose life, trust me. And we basically just, we, honestly, we made a decision. Did we screw up a million times? Yes, but we made a decision and go, you know what? This is what our life's gonna look like. This is what our marriage is gonna look like. We're like, thank you, Father, that we have this. We have the, I have the most amazing spouse in the world. I, I picture myself with my wife and kids just having this amazing time all the time. Now, in the physical, in the beginning, it was not so good. It was, it was everything. And we just decided this is what we're going to do. We're not going to listen to any of the Christian counselors. We're not going to listen to this. We're going to just go within and create it ourselves, and that's what we have today. Now, all the teachers come to us and go, how do you do it? <laughs> how do you have your marriage? <laughs> I know most religious guys are going to end up talking to me at some point because the law is stirring this thing up, and, uh, and they're having a mess in their marriage. Once you get it, you can choose life. Whatever you start to see within your imagination and feel within your heart is exactly what's gonna happen in your life. It changes from within the other person. Is this helping you? Does this make any sense or no? Oh, I gotta stop. Um, so here's how you do it. Is all you do it. What do you want? What do you want? I would just go shoot for the moon, man. No, shoot for the light year. The moon's close. Um, if you knew you could truly experience anything your heart desired, and you know it's there, guys. It's there. It's, he planted it there. He says, I'm gonna give you the desire of your heart. I know what makes you tick. So I'm gonna plant something in there that if you had it, you, it would, you couldn't be anything but joyful and overwhelmed. It would blow your mind going, because I know when I touch it, when some of you guys go, what if this happened? You're like, oh. My, my friend in, in Denver, I was like, he's like, this is what I want my stock price to do. I go, bro, done. I'll come and meet with your, with your staff and we're gonna start conditioning your mind to do it and I promise you it's gonna happen. He's like, dude, if that happens, I'm gonna buy you a Ferrari. <laughs> That's exactly what he told me. What's that? It's just exuberant joy, right? And so, uh, and I was like, well, I don't really want a Ferrari. I just bought a Subaru Outback. Because <laughs> Angelique will drive it in the snow. So anyway, but it's okay. I said, but Barb wants a, Actually, my kids want a G-Wagon and Barb's not going to give up her Range Rover. Right, Brent? Hubby? It's a beautiful car, isn't it? It's the best. So anyway, so what do you want? What do you want? Just go. 
Don't, you, don't put any input on how it's going to happen. The heart will bring it forth. Everything you're going to require is already planted in there. You guys get this? That was Dean Graziosi. Just stop all the planning business, guys. You will naturally take the right steps that you need to on your own. That's basically, he said that in that too. He's like, I, when I looked back, this is Steve Jobs. You can only connect the dots looking back. They felt compelled to do things along the way. And when they look back, they go, oh, my heart was leading me the whole time on what I had to do, didn't have to do, etc." Got it? So I'm not saying you're not going to do anything, but if you think you know how to do it already, you're still doing it in your own effort. Once you just let your heart produce it, it'll guide you in what to do and not do. And it, just know it's going to come. Even if you screw up, it's going to come because the heart has to produce it. If you plant a, uh, uh, if you plant a uh, apple seed, you can screw up and go, that's a grape seed, that's an orange seed. What's still going to produce? The apple, because it, it, it has to come to pass. Oh, this gets me excited, this kind of stuff. All right, so what do you want? Please write down some stuff down. And don't let your brain start going, well, God, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have capital, I didn't go to school, I've got this, this is impossible. All things are possible. There's no limits. So the first thing is you gotta calm yourself down. That's all the, you don't have to breathe, all this stuff. You know, people are like, do I have to breathe? I go, it'd probably help you. Um, and all the breathing is and, the, you know, the meditation, some people get freaked out about that. But really just... If that helps, don't you just, if you take a deep breath, don't you just, your body, your, all the signals in your body start to tell you, just relax a little bit. You know, the Air Force Academy went through survival training. If you get shot down, that's all the stuff they're doing. They're going, you're, you're, you're in a state of stress right now. First thing you need to do is take a deep breath and find your canteen. That's what they told us. Don't worry about the enemy. Don't worry about anything because you're not going to be thinking rashly unless you calm this analytical mind down. So you're like, Slow your breathing and drink some water. <laughs> that was step number one if you got shot down. That's probably good advice, isn't it? So most of you guys aren't going to get shot down behind enemy lines, but you think you are. You're, you're acting like you are because you're, you're freaking out because you emailed me. So, <laughs> so I'm going to tell you what they told us. Relax. Be still and know that God's within. Everything you're going to need is already provided. Relax. Your health is already there. Your divinity is already there. Your provision is already there. Everything you're ever going to desire is already there. It's been given to you freely because he loves you. And I would encourage you to close your eyes and just calm yourself down. Does that get it? That's why the breathing and stuff is there. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. If you think it's, oh, that's demonic and evil, and then fine. Then Panic. So whatever you wrote down, believe you have received it. So if I have received it, this, this couple, so they want a beautiful home. Maybe you guys some want a beautiful home this year. Interest rates are irrelevant. How much cash you have is irrelevant. All of it's irrelevant. Your heart has the ability to produce itself. Doesn't that sound different? Believe I have received it. So if I already have it, the whole trick is to feel as if I have it right now. In your mind, you see exactly what you're desiring right now versus please God, can you do this and begging God and setting up your prayer chain. Does that make sense to you guys? I'm trying to make this really graphic and real. Believe I have received it. Well, if I have it, then I can enjoy it and experience it between the cherubim right now. I can picture myself there right now. And if, he, if this wild thing, and he's freely given it to me, what's my natural response going to be? Oh, God, you're amazing. I'll give you a Ferrari. That was my friend, right? He was like, bro, I will help you do this. I'll show you this. I'll, I'll, I'll come in and teach your company how to do this. Dude, I'm in. I'll give you a Ferrari. <laughs> That's gratitude, isn't it? Like, oh, I'd be so, that would be so awesome. I would feel so good. That's the trick. Is the feeling is the prayer, guys. It's not here. Everything's down here, right? Because I've seen lots of people mumble prayers and yell prayers and tongue prayers and scream prayers and nothing's happening. But if they go within in the secret place of the Most High and feel as if it's already real, it happens effortlessly and miraculously. It happens. It can be no other way. So 
You create a picture in your mind of what you desire, ignoring your physical senses. And don't call that reality because the physical is governed by the spiritual. That's Joe Dispenza. Hey, if you want anything to change, your brain is, a, is an artifact of the past. Your body is an artifact of past emotions. Most of you guys are, are using the same thoughts and same emotions, 95%. There's only 5% new thoughts or emotions every day. He goes, but here's what's really wild. If you get a clear intention, what do you want? That's a fancy word for saying, what do you want? Create an elevated emotion other than fear, worry, how am I gonna get it, stress, all these things, which is causing your physical illnesses, which is causing your doubt, which is causing all that. Have an elevated emotion. Gratitude and love are number one. So he goes, once you change what's going on here, it creates an electrical signal. Your heart creates a magnetic signal, which is a million times more powerful. We would call it our subconscious than your head, but it produces a different signature is really all he's saying. And the physical has to respond to the field, the spirit. Science is proving this over and over and over, right? Isn't that cool? They're all saying the same thing. Get a desire. The secret is the feeling, the emotion is if you already have it. You practice that in your mind. You close your eyes. Thank you, Father. It'd feel awesome. You can just repeat that over and over if you want, like that couple. It would feel so wonderful that wonderful things happen to us every day. It feels so wonderful that wonderful, and they would go to sleep in it. That's it. Doesn't that seem like simple, stress-free prayer? So, you create that picture, ignoring what you see here. See, Word of Faith got part of it. They're like, the facts don't count. It's actually true. But your emotion and your feeling count. That's everything, right? So, and repeat that picture and over and over. That's what the, the neuroscientists are saying. The only way you reprogram your heart is repetition with the emotion. So we would call that meditation. That's David's night hour, Joshua 1A. That's all that Peggy Wilbanks was saying that the other night. That's, that's all meditation is until you start to feel it as real. And that's it. Once you have the feeling as if it starts to get real, and I'll take some repetition for some of you guys initially, it doesn't take long, a few minutes, really. A few minutes, if you just, it feels so wonderful that that happens. It feels so wonderful that I have that. And you're picturing exactly. Now, what if it's relationships? You can do the same thing. Instead of going, God, zap them and change my husband. My wife's got this. My husband's got that. Guys, that's a reflection of what's going on in your heart. It is. Your, your spouse is going to respond to what's going on in your heart. It can be no other way. So guess where, the, where the, the problem is? Me too, right? I had to change this, and then my wife's the most amazing thing in the world. Once I hated her, now she's like, man, I can't imagine how awesome this is. I know, because I've done both. Choose life, it's better, right? It is. Whatever you start telling yourself about your spouse, what, you, what do you desire in your spouse uh, is, has to be the same thing you desire for yourself. I want, I want her to feel, Father, I thank you that she's loved. She's beautiful. She's perfect. has to be the same prayer you'd want for yourself because you do unto others as you do unto yourself. You start praying that over your spouse and seeing them that it's miraculous the turnaround that'll happen in your relationships. Cool? We would wipe out marriage counseling if people would actually do it. Does this help you? Now, where's the rest come I, mean, I know I'm going long, but I'm done in the next 30 seconds, I promise. Because I just wanted to, I want to hammer this in so you guys get it this week. I want you to get it this week. So decide this week you have it. You have what you've been praying for all along. From this, this week going, I have it. Holy smokes, I got it. And start feeling that emotion. It's like, I, what if you had it right now? What would you feel? Kick butt, awesome, Right? Farm words in West Virginia, cow tipping says another word. So, where's the rest come? Knowing that what I do within my, if I can imagine it, it's already real and coming to pass. That's the rest. It's actually not me trying to manifest it, guys, because it's already real. All, they're, they're, it's already there. I know it's hard to get in, the, in time and space, but the fact that you can picture it, it means it's real. It's already there. So if you can picture it, it's real and it's coming to pass in your life, get excited. Hallelujah? All right, you can get to your feet. Does that help? So please just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> like, please. You can actually have whatever your heart desires right now. Right? <sighs> Father, we just thank you. We love you. We praise you. We're so fearfully and wonderfully made. Just let us get glimpses of how awesome we are. We know you're awesome. We got to give, get the revelation that we're in union with you and one with you, that we're that awesome. 
that we're the display of your splendor, that we're your greatest creation, that anything we ever desire, you freely give so us as the joyful bride can brag on you and how you've designed us that we can freely receive our inheritance because you love us. You give us divine health. You give us abundance. You give us everything. Before the foundation of the world, it was already done. Nothing's created or destroyed. It's already available to every one of us. Just let us realize it really just comes down to from this day forward, I'm gonna shut off my outside and abide in the secret place of the Most High. And that has the divinity of God. It's actually God himself bringing it to pass. It's not me having this miraculous manifestation deal. It's literally you, your divinity, bringing it to me, and I receive it gratefully as the bride. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. All right, sorry I went a little long. Who's ahead? Oh, offering. (laughs) Father, we thank you that you've made us this amazing thing if we want abundance, it doesn't come from working harder. Doesn't, it literally is impressing the idea of who we already are, yet you've created us to be this amazing, abundant giver, it's sharing the life of God. That's who we are. How good would it feel to know that we already can give everything and have enough for ourselves and everybody else, and it just keeps coming? Once we plant that picture in our, in our heart, it brings it to pass where we can give freely, have enough for ourselves and everybody else. How good would that feel? In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. amen.